0: how's working from home been going for you remarkably remote from go to meeting will help you succeed in today's new normal In just three minutes or less we'll share simple but helpful tips to keep you on track from managing your motivation workload and relationships to hosting and attending virtual events that keep you connected with your clients and colleagues so check out remarkably remote on your favorite podcasting platform or head to go to slash tips And welcome to Everybody Hits on the Athletics Podcast Network, our Phillies podcast. And we are very glad to welcome back to the show, for the first time as a father, Mr. Matt Gelb. How are you, sir? Are you well-rested?
1: No. I mean, yeah, we're we're doing all right. We're good. Uh, Lucy turns one month on Friday. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been uh, what, a, what a crazy time to... Uh, bring someone into this world huh i mean uh, is
0: your do you feel like your life is fuller
1: yeah i mean no question i mean i think you know i have friends who have you know some older children some some kids who are like four or or five years old and and i think uh, i would prefer to have the one month old right now because it sounds like trying Mm -hmm. to entertain a, a four or five year old for an entire day right now is uh you know could could be quite the task so uh you know we she she keeps us busy but uh you know it's a lot of sleeping for her a lot of eating a lot of uh changing diapers and that's been it's been a nice uh, distraction from uh, you know the 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 world around us right
0: eh, i mean you might as well be shut in if everybody else is shut in i guess right
1: yeah i mean a lot of what we did the last month you know probably would have been similar uh in a in a normal world uh we probably would have had our parents come into the house uh which probably haven't done and uh you know we we, so uh that's one thing that that isn't the same but uh yeah i mean we've just kind of shut in and just uh turned out the rest of the world and uh it was a nice month away and and uh you know now we're uh just trying to piece it all together and and uh you know we're getting, we've gotten so much help from friends who have dropped stuff off. Bo, you visited yesterday with Casey outside, and you dropped off a uh, some pasta. It looks it Looks like there's some sausage in there. We might, we might eat some of it tonight. Actually, we put it Well, in the I'm freezer, a little bit embarrassed we, we because it,
0: it was, it was, uh, you know, I, I was, we were cooking with what I had, what I had available, and so, you know, I would have put in some Italian sausage in there, but, but all we had was like a chicken and apple sausage. So it's a bit of a, uh, a bit of an odd mix, but I, I think it's all right. A little, little heat in the yeah. sauce for you. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that sounds I, like a made great. Some, made some banana muffins for you too, so you know, give give you a little sustenance.
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, we've uh, we've tried to be supporting some local businesses down here in the neighborhood, uh, but we're also you know not trying to do takeout you know every night. So uh, it's uh, it's been interesting, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I'll say this: like, I I didn't really think about baseball very much, and I think. Had baseball been going on, I probably would have been watching uh, when I could, but uh, I'm not going to lie, like I, I, I really wasn't thinking about baseball at all, and that's su- such a weird feeling for me, especially this time of year, but uh, I've been trying to really get back into it this week, and it's been fun to reconnect with some people in the game that that, uh, uh, that, that I know, and, and I think the thing I miss the most is... Well, I mean, you come like off seeing... paternity
0: leave and you've got two stories in three days or whatever it is, so it's not like, it's not like you weren't uh, paying any attention.
1: I mean, this past weekend I did try to do like a crash course. I did try to catch up as much as I could. But, yeah, I mean, it's – what a weird time, huh? Does
0: Lucy have a favorite player yet?
1: No, she doesn't. She doesn't have a favorite player. Um, Although she she has taken – I I, I think I sent you a picture of this. I have a – uh, a framed photo that was actually taken by a, a, a Newark Star Ledger photographer uh, of the of the Philly Special, but it's like an angle that I don't think I've I've really seen anywhere else of, of Foles catching the pass. It actually hangs over our uh, dinner table, and sometimes we put Lucy on the table and while we're eating. And uh, she's just like come to be fixated with that picture, and I think it's because of the black and white, uh, the black mat and or the white mat and the black frame. I think that's the only reason why she keeps mm-hmm. staring at it, because apparently she can only see black and white right now. But she loves staring at that photo, and uh, so I guess Nick Foles is her favorite already. I don't know.
0: And how is your typical is your f- typical game? F-
1: typical f- typical Philly sportsman already? Um, my yeah, diaper changing like more, game. Yeah. Yeah, my diaper changing game is uh, is improving. Uh, Allison is criticizing me because I, you know whenever she there's a there's a, a big load in there, she's like, "Well, just wait until she starts eating real food." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, all right, all right, So
0: yeah, yeah. Well, she's probably right about that.
1: She probably is.
0: And probably right about about most things, I would guess, in your house. She is. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we can talk about some theoretical baseball. We might as well. We might as well move on. But we should also, uh, you know, we'll give a nod to uh, to Megan Montemiro for handling handling the load while you were gone. Uh, did a fantastic job. Brought on some guests, and, and obviously we will uh, continue to have uh, Megan be a part of this uh, Freebirds type show, where any any combination of the three people can work at any time.
1: I mean, I think she did better than me. Like you guys had Larry Boa and Brad Lidge yeah. on. I mean, like you know, like well now that, we got to think... give
0: we we do have to give uh, our producer Adam credit for for bringing uh, Lidge aboard. But but the conversation that Megan had with Larry Boa, uh, Boa, I thought was was very fun. So uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, mean she's so, better than you a, that's for is, sure. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a real step down. Like I, I don't, yeah. So. I mean, now we just, like, are throwing stuff against the wall again. And, I mean, as much fun as that is, like, I don't know, like Brad Lidge, you know, Larry Boa. That's some
0: that's big shoes. That's, uh, that's exactly right. Now, before we get to the, uh, the game of the day, which you have, uh, you have nicely crafted and showing your dedication to, to the podcast, uh, I'm assuming that one of the things that's keeping you going these days, Mr. Gale, is, is uh, a lot of coffee. But if you want to kick your coffee habit but you're worried about your energy levels you need to, you know, you're not, if you're not sleeping too much with a newborn, there's a way to avoid the morning sluggishness and that midday slump. You just need to make sure you're hydrated. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com athletic. That's drinkhydrant.com slash athletic for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com slash athletic.
1: Sounds like a great idea because I can't even remember to brush my teeth now, let alone hydrate. So that's uh, that's my dad What's, brain right now.
0: What is your coffee game like?
1: Uh, you know, uh, we 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 tried to support, like we said, some local businesses. So uh, mm. Rival Brothers uh, in the neighborhood, nice. they, they've been they've been selling like some bags of their beans and like, you know, I think it's our favorite cup, uh, in the city. So we've been trying to support them. And so we got a couple bags from them. Uh, we're running low though. So I think we have to make some decisions, uh, going forward, but, uh, we have a, we have a pretty cool little coffee machine that we, that we use here a lot during, during the year, even in non-quarantine time. So we're, we're trying to up our game a little
0: bit. Getting a workout. I like that. Um before we get to the game should we should we briefly talk about your conversation with uh, with JT Realmuto? Yeah, we can I talk feel about like it real we should, quick. since uh, there's, there's some actual some actual Phillies news involved in there.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I think uh I I have you know, I was just kind of thinking about it this week as I came back and uh to work and you know, you, you go back and look at it now and when everything shut down, I mean they were about two, you know, they were 2 weeks almost exactly out from opening day. And I mean, there's a lot of people whose lives have been you know dramatically altered by by this pandemic. But if we're just looking at a purely baseball sense, uh, it's hard to think of, of a guy like that that may have more, um, you know, be affected more than, than J.T. Romuta, who is probably two weeks away from signing uh, a, a pretty big extension. Uh, it seemed like there was mutual interest to the two sides. Like they they were open about it. Everybody knew this. They were starting to ne- negotiate after the arbitration case, and now like, yeah, I mean like he 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 still might get paid. I mean there's there's a, there's I a, think there's a a chance that he does, but like we have no idea what the economic landscape in this sport is going to be like. Uh, let when it resumes, let alone whenever this next off season begins. I mean let's say they don't play at all and we're going to get into this, but let's say they don't play at all and they have no revenue coming in. I mean, I think you're going to see teams, you know, many teams drastically shedding payroll, slashing costs, you know, free agents, uh, will not be receiving the kind of dollars that they were receiving before. And and again, I know compared to real life problems, this pales in comparison, but on a strictly baseball sense, uh, a guy like Real Muta really has a larger range of outcomes now, right? I mean, before it was he signs a, a, a an extension with the Phillies that probably pays him, you know, 20-plus million a year for the next five, four, five, six years. Or he goes to free agency uh, and gets a, a pretty hefty contract. Uh, you know, I guess there were other outcomes in there. He gets hurt during the season. or You know, but now that range is, is, is far wider. I mean... I, you know, who knows what this, what this sport is going to look like, uh, in July or October or December period, or in 2021. I mean, I don't know that there's going to be fans in the stands in 2021. I mean, this is, you mm. know, and, and I know like it's, it's dangerous to say that the, you know, these teams are, 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 uh, Poor. I mean, because they're not. I mean, a lot of these. We, we don't know for sure because we can't see the books. But you know, we know that there have been uh, quite a few teams that have have uh, brought in some serious revenue over the last few years, and uh, you know that these owners are many, many of them are billionaires and can withstand this and should be able to uh, keep a, a competitive product, let alone you know pay their staff and pay their hourly workers. But uh, I think it stands to reason that you're going to see uh, you know drastic shift in the way. Uh, team spend on on player payroll
0: yeah and, and and as you talk to him about like what what an odd thing for him to think about like you know if only he had agreed to uh you know maybe not the best deal but a deal before this thing happened uh, all of a sudden his his future is looking so much different
1: yeah i mean and there was never really a formal offer uh this past march from the phillies for an extension they had just started to kind of get there after the arbitration case but You know, let's just say that like everything had shut down maybe three weeks later than it did. I mean, he probably would have signed a contract. I mean it's 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 it is crazy. And I mean, and I think he was really honest and candid in sort of assessing the situation. I mean, he's hopeful that they're gonna play this year, he's hopeful that, you know, teams will still pay the most elite players. Uh, he, You know, he cited Mookie Betts, who's another player, is in the same situation as, as JT. He's going to be a free agent. He's, you know, he was probably hoping to get $400 million. I, I, I don't think that Mookie Betts is going to get $400 million this offseason. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, it's, you know, it is, it is a fascinating situation to watch. And, you know, I don't think, you know, him re-signing with the Phillies is out of the question. I still think that's possible. But I, I think it's just like there are so many more variables now.
0: My assumption is that it will it will uh, sort of create just like uh, the kind of class disparity we have uh, we have in the real world. I think there, there's likely to be much less of a middle class, right? It'll be the top guys get paid, maybe not quite as much as they would have got paid otherwise, but they'll still get paid well, and then everybody else, the, the wages will probably be suppressed, don't you think?
1: Yeah, and I think that that class sort of uh, distinction will extend to actual teams too. You know, I think you're going to mm. have... Uh, a really top heavy where maybe you have four or five six teams that are you know that are spending a higher percentage uh, of payroll dollars and then you're gonna have a, 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 a smaller middle class you're going to have more you know lower class citizens in terms of payroll uh, among teams I really think that that, that is possible in this uh, in this new economic world for baseball
0: all right well certainly read that story on the athletic uh, the actual, discussion with uh with jt he, he
1: was great he was great i mean he was uh, he was honest and like it was a, it was a fun conversation and you know a couple times we were both laughing at just like kind of the ridiculousness of it but i i appreciate him being you know as honest as as he was and and i think uh you know he's hopeful like all of us that you know we'll see some baseball but uh you know how safe can it be and kind of what 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 does it even look like
0: well, and that transitions us into uh, into our Fig Jam today. And that is, uh, we're doing a little a little stock market, some buy-sells based on what, what baseball could look like when it comes back. These are, uh, are ones you came up with. And uh, let's start with the first one. Are you buying or selling that baseball returns by July 4th?
1: I'm going to sell on this. I, I, I
0: think I, this is a hard sell.
1: I think this is a hard sell. I think baseball... Uh like I go back and forth on this I think they are going to play I don't think they're going to play uh, I don't think they're gonna play on July 4th like I do think they'll get maybe start sometime in July but I know that there's a lot of pressure from different areas to make it you know make July 4th like you know the opening day the reopening of of, uh, sports in this country And, and I just I don't I don't see it. I don't see it happening that quick because, uh, you know, to to get to July Fourth, you're going to have to have a, a new spring training by early June, and I just think the logistics of that are
0: no way that's going to happen.
1: Are not possible. Yeah. yeah
0: do do think you that's... think
1: they'll Do you think they'll start? Do you think they'll play? Like, do you think they'll play in July? Do you think they play uh, at all?
0: I don't know. It seems like there's. It seems like there's a big gap to. Uh, to cross between the players and the, and the owners and, and what nah, the pay structure nah, is going nah, to look like. You nah, don't think that's don't, the, You don't, you, nah. you think the incentives are, are yeah. there for them to come back?
1: Yes. I don't think the economics will, will, uh, will be the I mean, barrier between that's one I'm thing, playing. but I'm,
0: I'm, I'm I'm certainly more concerned about uh like the, the safety of it actually happening or not.
1: Correct. That to me would be the, the reason why it won't happen. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, that's uh that's obviously the, the biggest thing. I don't know. I just I think uh I think the logistics are too are are I think that they will try to play. I think they will announce a plan and go down that path and I don't know if they will ever get there. Like yeah, what I, I don't, I don't know fair. if what if yeah. what happens in in this this is one of the things, but uh well, let's get to this one because you have a positive test to a prominent player who won't shut down the league are you buying or selling that? Because I think that it's more likely that they start a spring training, somebody tests positive, a few people test positive and then they just, they sort of fold up shop.
1: Yeah. So like the latest reports today, the wall street journal had a report about, you know, that, that uh, players have to be prepared that, that a positive test won't uh, shut down a league. It won't even shut down a team. Uh, they're going to try to, to, to isolate that person or persons and just move on with, you know, whoever is left. And, and, Uh, you know that that sounds great if it's like the 26th man on the roster no offense to whomever that might be but like what if mike trout tests positive and like has to be quarantined for 14 days to play
0: 14 games yeah
1: i just don't see i like i think i'm buying this like i think it's one thing to have a you know again we shouldn't be minimizing you know lives here and we're not we're not we're not talking about life and death but like if a staffer tests positive or if a you know a reliever we're not or, not talking some, about life and death we are yeah it's true i mean yeah. it's just but it just would be more you know like if if mike trout or bryce harper tests positive and has to be taken off the field and you know faces a a a you know a health issue i mean i like i i don't know i think you're just you would see a, a lot of players just walk away and then that that to me would would be what threatens you know the the stability of the league
0: and it's not like, I mean, what are the what are the odds that one guy is going to test positive and that's it. It's not it's not going to be like just Mike Trout or whoever. Uh it's like these guys are all together. I know they're going to be doing they're they're going to be practicing uh, social distancing in the clubhouse or whatever, but and I know that baseball is better suited uh for this than almost any other sport, but I just yep. find it hard to imagine that it's they they're going to be like solo cases. So,
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, on a uh, on a slightly less life or death front, are you buying or selling that players won't spit?
1: No, I am. I am selling this. I mean, it 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 is spitting on a baseball field or in a in a dugout is like as you know American as it is. Is it not? I mean,
0: seriously. There, like it, that and is even just... even if like they're told not to do it, they're going to reflexively do it. There's no way they can yeah. change that habit after a, after a lifetime of building it up.
1: What do you think, like, the penalty is for spitting? Mm. Or should Good be? Question. <laughs> there, there won't be a penalty. I mean, it can't be enforced. Like, what are they going to do? Ball. But, like, <laughs> automatic ball for spitting. An automatic ball.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no way that, I mean, they might be, they, it'll be like, you know, they've been strongly <laughs> encouraged not to not to spit, but they're still going to do it. You get, well, yeah, these guys aren't gonna—they're not gonna play—they're not gonna play a game without sunflower seeds.
1: Correct. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Are you buying or selling that the DH is here to stay forever in the National League now?
1: Yeah, I'm buying this. I, and and I wanted to, I wanted to go back to the end of last season because I wanted to see—it's it, over. Like there will never the National League style of baseball is over. I'm convinced. You think it's so? Done. It's done and dusted. Yes. Yep. It's done it's over i hope not uh i think it is so that made me think who was the last phillies pitcher to bat uh you know pre-dh well game 162 if you will recall was a bullpen game uh, last game of last season so none of the pitchers who pitched in that game batted because they only pitched like one or two innings each.
0: oh interesting
1: so the last pitcher to bat for the phillies would have been in game 161 the night before it was in the ninth inning it was a reliever who batted to lead off the ninth inning or yeah to lead off the ninth inning eighth inning and it was nick pavetta and he walked on five pitches he would have been nice. the last phillies pitcher to ever bat before the dh era in the national league then i wanted to think a little more what would have been the last double switch uh pre dh in the national league no more double switching bow and that came in game 157 last year it was the second game of a doubleheader in washington and this was perhaps the last double switch in philadelphia phillies history
0: wait, like is, is wait is double switching actually outlawed or it's you just mean involved yeah, i mean it's not pitcher? outlawed
1: but i mean like okay. you only double you do you know, it, yeah you typically you, yeah i mean but typically you only double switch when you need to move the you know you need to move the pitcher right. spot in the lineup it happens
0: rarely but yeah. i don't
1: think i don't think anyone i don't think there's any double switches in the american league i mean it's yeah, it's not, it's technically not a double switch because you, you, yeah, double, there wouldn't be any more double switching. So mm-hmm. game 157 last year, this is the double switch, the last one engineered by Gabe Kapler. Hector Naris replaces Brad Miller and batting fourth. Nick Williams replaces Cole Irvin playing left field, batting ninth. That's it. That is the last double go. switch perhaps in Philly's history.
0: I like that. I'm trying to look up now who the last, if, if who the last pitcher uh, to hit would have been. So you'd have to go to game five of the world series and it looks like it would have been Garrett Cole. Oh, nice. So
1: There you go. Yeah. There's,
0: there's I mean, now,
1: now there much. might be rare situations where a team has to forfeit the DH. Of course, oh, you know, sure. something crazy happens and, you know, somehow the pitcher gets back in the lineup uh, and has to bat. But yeah, I'm buying. I, I think, uh, I think the national league style of baseball is, uh, is dead. All right, I
0: think that's a bummer.
1: I totally agree with you. Like I'm not. This yeah. is not a. This is not a personal preference. I just think this is where it's headed.
0: All right. Next up, uh, are you buying or selling that all teams will play games in their home ballparks?
1: Hard sell. The hardest. Hard of sells. sell. This is all, yeah.
0: This is a. This is a no-brainer sell.
1: Yeah, because for one, there's a team that plays in another country, and right now there is no essential travel between the United States and Canada, and I just don't see how the Blue Jays would be playing their games in Toronto. And, and that's just one instance. Like I, I, I think it's really reasonable. And I think there are smart people and people in positions of power who are wondering if the Phillies will be able to use citizens bank park. Like, I, I think that I think that's possible that they won't be able to. I mean, let's remember, you know, the city of Philadelphia and the state of Pennsylvania as a whole have been you know, rather aggressive in, in a lot of the, the guidelines and the measures and orders imposed uh, and rightfully so. And uh, I, I, I wonder if they will be able to use the ballpark in South Philly. I think there's a chance that they won't.
0: I would be surprised if they if they do.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like, you know, any of the teams based in California, you know, will not be using their home ballparks, right? And the Mariners in Seattle, I I I don't think they would be using their home ballpark. Um so if the Blue Jays are going to relocate, they'd probably have to relocate to Dunedin, and why not have the Phillies relocate to Clearwater?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, why not just uh, if they're going to do this, they should be doing it all in in I think the Florida-Arizona or Florida-Arizona-Texas idea makes the most sense.
1: Yeah, and I think the reason why there was pushback on that is because it would be like such an extreme realignment for one season that it like really bothered a lot of people. But, you know, at some point you probably have to, you know, drop that that feeling. You've got to I mean, take one or know. the other. Yeah, yeah. you basically, you get the Grapefruit League and Cactus League or you get nothing. Yeah. Um, and is it ideal? No, but, you know, if it's the safest way and best way to get, you know, as many games as, as we can get, uh, then then so be it.
0: Which brings us to, are you buying or selling that a uh, regional system, so say it's the NL East and the AL East all-in-one division, that that will work?
1: Yeah, I I don't know, I... <laughs> I guess if they're able to play in the home ballparks and then this makes sense and that like you're reducing travel, but like, what about the Marlins? I mean, the Marlins are, you know, they have the Rays nearby, I guess, but that's, that's it. I mean like the rest of the, the Rays and the Marlins would have to be doing a significant amount of travel to the Northeast uh, to play both the NL East and the AL East teams. I guess you have Atlanta too, but uh, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this regional system working only because uh, I, I just don't see all, all 30 teams playing in their home ballpark. So I, I think if it does come back, I think the Cactus League, Graper League uh, alignment is probably the, the the likeliest, the best way they can pull this off. Um, you know, I, remember, I mean, it's not just about like staging these games. It's like getting... The teams and the players and the staffs you know into the cities too i mean you might have cities or states mm-hmm. that say like no <laughs> like no we don't want these people who have been traveling around to come into our, our our city right i mean and you know is that crazy maybe but it's i don't know i don't think anything think is crazy in this world is it's it prudent yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
0: Okay, I agree I, with you. So
1: I'm, I'm selling. I'm selling on the on the regional system. It's a great idea in theory. I, I, I understand why they've been trying to push that. But to me, that's tied to the playing the games in home ballparks. And I just think that that's not feasible.
0: Uh, are you buying or selling that baseball will finish the postseason before the second virus wave?
1: I think it depends on how greedy they get. You know, they have been talking about expanding the playoffs and... You know how many regular season games they want? Is it is it eighty two or eighty one or is it ninety or hundred? I mean, it seems like it's probably going to be like eighty one. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, will they play double headers to make the schedule a little shorter? You know, the regular season schedule, so that they could get that the postseason in. Yeah, they should. Yeah. Um, so if they do do that, then I think then I think this is easier to buy that they do finish it. Uh, you know before the before really the fall sets in um you know again we have no idea we don't know if there's gonna be a second virus wave we, we you know the the experts uh in in the medical fields and and the um and infectious disease experts believe that that this will happen I don't know exactly know when but you know if the, the postseason extends into November uh oof, I mean I think you're really going up against it right
0: I I mean, I'm just pessimistic that the postseason will be completed to begin with. You don't so. think there's going to be a postseason at all, yeah. I mean, I tend to um, agree
1: with you. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I thought JT's I quote, I mean, case. JT was like, and he was kind of saying a tongue-in-cheek, but we were talking about, like, you know, what happens next offseason. He's like, oh, you know, we might be in the offseason now for all we know. And I was
0: like, yeah, that's
1: yeah. kind of a good point. I mean, it's like, uh,
0: wow. Well, let me let me add one uh, to uh, to this list. Are you buying or selling that? Uh, let's say home team winning percentages will be drastically different than they would be with fans. Do you think there will be well, any? Uh, it I, any I guess difference it depends on the field advantage.
1: Well, it depends on the venue that they're playing in, right? I mean, like some teams their spring training ballparks, the dimensions are are and the conditions are quite different than their actual home ballparks. To me, that matters more actually, like yeah spring training game in Dunedin and I don't know what it's like in the summertime in Dunedin but in the spring the wind freaking blows out like I mean it it, if you get a windy day at Dunedin the ball freaking flies it flies uh and there would be a lot of home runs hit if in if there were real major league baseball games that count played at uh Dunedin Stadium uh so I think that matters more I um yeah well this 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 is another Bo. this like Building off of that, you know, what if only some teams can play in their actual home ballparks, but other teams have to relocate? If you're one of those teams that have franchises that has to relocate, are you saying this is unfair? You know, everybody should have to relocate. It's not fair that we have to play in Peoria, Arizona, while uh, the Kansas City Royals get the, the friendly confines of their own home? Or is the advantage gone because there's no fans?
0: Well, I don't think the advantage is gone. I think... There's probably there's got to be some you know small advantage to just playing in your home ballpark right but uh, maybe yeah. maybe the maybe the advantage of fans is negligible to begin with. Um, but but the but the advantage the, how of it, but how familiar it, but, yeah. Familiar, Kansas City you know, though places. like I, I I I just think it's it's more likely that it's like you know the Diamondbacks uh, get to play in their in their home stadium and that's about it or. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the Rays yeah. and the, the Marlins. The trop.
1: The trop becomes like yeah. the center of the baseball universe. I love it. Exactly.
0: That's great. <laughs> uh, an, indoor, an indoor facility with uh, air conditioning, uh, <laughs> rerouting all the germs. Uh, okay. Last one. Blow up the, um, blow
1: up the dome on the drop.
0: <laughs> yeah. Open it up. Uh, last one buying or selling that people will complain about records and statistics achieved in a short season sample
1: hardest buy possible (laughs) yeah
0: of course yes i think that i think this goes to the same thing as like you know teams complaining about having to be relocated if uh other teams aren't like i think if you're moving forward the the uh acceptance across everybody has to be this is going to be weird but like we're just doing what we can to make it happen so accept all the ramifications like you're going to have like uh, someone's rotisserie league where some guys like really complaining that he's losing a year of, uh, of, of, uh, you know, someone's control for this weird season. It's like, are we, if we're doing this, just accept it and move forward. We can't be complaining about every little thing. It's so ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I hope somebody hits 400 just so, <laughs> just yeah, me so too. we can. <laughs> I hope somebody hits 500. <laughs> Mike trout just hits five hundred in this eighty-one game season. Uh, you know what I'm really looking forward to is Gabe Kapper leading the Giants to the playoffs in this short season. Oh my gosh, how amazing! Would I that saw be? some
0: something about like when he was on like some Zoom call or something, and he's wearing a you know a sleeveless T-shirt. Like, can you just tone it down, Gabe?
1: <laughs> Look, he is who he is, man, and he's unapologetic about it. So you got to appreciate him for that. There you go.
0: Well, in your first uh, first month of fatherhood, do you, have you been building up ready to unleash a Lucille on us?
1: Yeah, I have one. I do. We we my wife and I, Allison. We we like are so grateful for uh, you know the nurses and doctors at Pennsylvania Hospital, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is where Lucy was born. And I mean, you know, it, it was so stressful in like those weeks leading up to it, and and we had no idea what to expect. And I mean, the people there were were just incredible I mean the people who come clean the room who get take the trash I mean these are people who are you know really risking their lives I mean they are uh, working in, 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 a, in a place where uh, you know the virus is uh, is essentially a hot spot and uh, we were just blown away by uh, the generosity and and the care that uh, everybody at the hospital uh, provided in, in in what is a really challenging time so we really uh, we are we are so grateful so.
0: That's... Well, I'm certainly not going to certainly not going to top that.
1: No, I don't think so. But I, I mean like I I'm sure you have a good Casey story from like the last month now.
0: Well, there's a lot of Casey stories. I would have probably give my Lucille to uh, to Sesame Street since that's that's been what uh, what's been keeping us productive for a couple hours a day.
1: Thank God for Sesame Street.
0: Thank God for Sesame Street. All right. Well, welcome back, Mr. Gil. Welcome back to uh to the working world
1: thanks it's good to be back i think i mean i hope uh
0: i hope i'm wrong i hope we're wrong and i hope baseball is back in full force on july i hope
1: baseball can safely return uh but if it can't return safely i I don't think i want it to return And, and that might qualify as a hot take but that's that's my take
0: i think that's a fair take yeah and on that note that'll do it for this episode of everybody hits thank you for listening and we'll be back next week to be inside your ears